You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hi, everyone. Thanks so much for tuning in to our first episode of season two of Mama's Talking Loud. I'm Kara Cooper. And I'm Jessica Rush. And today we have with us the winner of a record-breaking six Tony Awards, two Grammy Awards, and an Emmy Award. She was named one of Time Magazine's 100 Most Influential People of 2015 and received a 2015 National Medal of Arts, America's highest honor for achievement in the arts, from President Barack Obama. We are kicking off season two with none other than Audra McDonald. I know, I'm so excited. (laughs) Welcome back, you guys. We are so excited to kick off season two with none other than the Queen Bay of the Broadway herself. (laughs) Y'all, Audra McDonald is here. She is here with us. Applause. I'm doing the canned applause with myself. (laughs) Welcome, Audra. And and thank you so much for taking the time to be with us. Of course. It's a a pleasure. And... uh... You know, I think you guys are awesome, and uh, you're out there kicking booties as uh, mamas and performers, and just to have a podcast like this or something that sort of um, keeps us in solidarity <laughs> is, a, is a great thing. It makes awesome. you feel a little saner. <laughs> we hear that. We could, yeah. could all use a, a little bit of sanity right now, huh? Yeah, for sure. <laughs> So we always kick off our episodes by asking our guests about their children. We think it's something we never get asked in our industry about. And so that's what we like to lead with. So tell us about your daughters. My daughters. Well, my 19-year-old is in her sophomore year. She just started her sophomore year of college uh, yesterday, which is crazy. Um, And she's doing it online. you know, because that's where we are right now. Um, and, uh, she didn't want to live in our house. So we have a crash pad in the city. So she and a couple of her other friends from her university, uh, decided they would all live together in, in our crash pad in the city. (laughs) Um, so that they could get a little sort of, sort of sense of, you know, being away from home. 
um, uh, and having a college experience. And I don't blame them. I, you know, yeah. I, I, you know, I moved, you know, across the country. I moved from Fresno, California, all the way to New York to go to college. And, you know, they really are being robbed of a college experience right now. So I, I was kind of all for it. You know, I really wanted them to, I wanted her to have some sort of semblance of autonomy and a bit of freedom. Mm-hmm. Um, and the great or maybe not great thing is because she was like, I got to get out of here. I got to have this space. Girl has texted me more times <laughs> in the past week. I'm like, Janet, you want it out. What's going on? <laughs> uh, they think they want out. And yeah. then they get out and they realize, oh, my yeah. mom really knows all the things. Really? Literally, like last night, Will had just gotten home from work and we got we get a text from Zoe. And then she calls. Whenever she calls, I'm like, oh, God, because kids, they don't you they don't call. It's text or nothing. So when she calls, you're like, what's going on? And she calls, she's like, mom, it's, and it's completely dark. She's FaceTiming. I mean, like, why is it dark in the apartment? What's going on? She's like, this light bulb has gone out and we, we don't know how to, I'm like, (laughs) (laughs) and I couldn't figure it out. I'm like, just, just, just find a lamp somewhere and light a candle. Yeah. yeah, Or not burn the place down. But you know, you go through that mama sort of like, what's what's wrong? And it's like the light bulb, you know, but I don't need you. I'm like, "Uh okay, fine. Uh Yeah. She's good. She's good. And she's (laughs) having her time. And then my three-year-old is just, uh, you know, it's, it's a, it's a hard time for them too. You know, especially as we've all been quarantining and I have not sent her back to to preschool. So she hasn't had any kids to play with her age. And that's been devastating and so hard on her. And we just got some new neighbors a couple days ago who have twin four-year-olds. And when they said, oh my gosh, when they said, we're not sending our kids to school and we're looking for a, a, you know, a bubble or a pot. I was like, are you kidding me? Oh my God. Oh my gosh. I am so excited for you. I am so excited for you because same over here. Elliot doesn't have anyone. It's just us. And that's exhausting. It's too much. Exhausting, you know, and and it's not, I mean, of course you're going to do anything for your kids, but it is so exhausting to like play with them in that mindset all, all day long because they're in that place where they want to, you know, pretend to be this and pretend to be that. And, you know, they're off in 500 different directions at once. And, um, we're, we're old and we're tired. <laughs> it's like you're in a constant game of improv, but you're the person you're playing with is telling you you're doing it wrong. Like, I feel like my three-year-old is like, no, it's not yes and. It's no, I'm doing it this way. Exactly. It's like, wait a minute. I mean, and the line readings they give you, I'm like, we did And especially me and Will were like, really? Did we give birth to a director? What? Same. Oh, oh my God. God. Sally and Elliot should just get together and like direct all the things. Yeah. Same. Oh, is if you say it, it's like, no, 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 say this. I'm like, well, I don't want to say that. She's like, you have to say it. It's like, oh, anyway, <laughs> I'm speaking to the choir here. Y'all know. <laughs> I mean, I just love, it's like, little does she know, right? Our kids like, little does she know who she's directing. She's like, oh, she mom. They don't care. No, she doesn't. <laughs> She doesn't. She's like, I see you in the morning before the yep. coffee. Just do this for me. <laughs> and do it right. Or I will tell you, I will tell you about yourself. That's the amazing. Mm-hmm. We also have two stepsons and one is starting his junior year in high school and half in school, half out of school. It's very weird. They're half online, half not. And then my other, my other stepson 
um, has gone back down to college, but he's doing it online, but he's doing it in, in this. Yeah. So, so is, is your stepson, is the one in high school, is he with you guys? Or is uh, he I, with the, yeah. Yeah. He's, he's well. yeah, he is, um, not by coastal. What's the thing? <laughs> <laughs> My coastal? Yeah, he's my coastal. <laughs> anyway. But oh, thanks for asking about my kids. How are your kids? How's everybody doing? It's, Kara has had an improvement. I, I've had a recent improvement. I my uh my I have a seven-year-old daughter who's autistic. Mm-hmm. And this was like the the remote schooling that started in March was fairly brutal. Um, and she has recently been able to go back to school. Her, she's in a classroom, a contained classroom. There's only five kids in her classroom. Um, and in our district, they are allowing those kids to go five days full day. And I feel safe. I know every other parent of every other child, we're all in constant communication. And so she is a different human. She's like a different kid. She's been in three days and she is a different kid. So, um, and I've had some relief from that. You know what I mean? Like, you know, she, we always, my husband and I joke, we also have, uh, almost four-year-old. I think Finn and Sally May are really, uh, Sally James, sorry, are very close in age. Um, she's going to be, he's going to be four at the end of October. And we always joke that it's almost like we have two only children because they can't really play together. Mm -hmm. Um, because my daughter doesn't really know how to play. She's getting there. Mm -hmm. So it was like, we had two kids that need such different things all the time. So I have recently had some relief and I was just talking to Jessica about how guilty I feel. I feel so guilty because I know so many other moms are still struggling so much. And I've had like a moment of breath and I have guilt. I have mom guilt. You don't have guilt. I mean, congratulations and good for you and good for them and, and, and good. I mean, it's good. Find wherever there is the joy. So that's cool. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I'm living vicariously through you, Kara. So it's all. (laughs) And you guys had a good, you had some playmates for the summer, but that's over now. Well, we do. If we drive up to LA there, I mean, we're definitely in a pod with them. Like Mm -hmm. they're not playing with other people, but they're siblings. So we'll go up and do that. But we were just for the month we were in Washington state with, um, her cousins. And what we're going to do actually is go back up for the entire holiday season for six weeks and live on their farm with them. And just like, I know it's, and the kids are six, four and two. And so, and Elliot just turned six. So it's perfect. And you know, they have an indoor pool. It's really lovely. (laughs) Yeah. It feels, it feels like a vacation almost. So, you know, and meanwhile, she's learning to take care of chickens and they're getting goats and, but, um, and she has kids to play with and also homeschool with. So that's great. Yeah. Yeah. That'll be a great thing. But when we're here by ourselves in La Jolla and those first five months, Whew, it's a lot. Yeah. It's a lot day in and day out. Lot. But you know what? I mean, we count our blessings where we have them and are trying to just be in the present moment, you know, until we can, until we can go back. Yeah. So, yeah, but, um, how about, uh, I want to talk to you. So, okay. Backstory. <laughs> Been wanting to talk to Audra for a while because you have such, an, first off, there aren't a ton of mothers in our world, right? There are more than there used to be. Yeah. And since you do have a 19 year old, you had a child in a time. I mean, this was what was maybe two thousand, I guess. Two thousand, yeah. She's been yeah. one. <laughs> I got pregnant in two thousand. She was born in two thousand one. So 
So I always find it interesting to talk to women who were in the business. I mean, this has only been in the last several years. I feel that there's been a shift in awareness and, and sort of, it's not as taboo as it once was, even though I think that we still don't talk about our children a lot. Um, but how is that to have children in such different places of your career? I mean, I know, you know, you'd already won a a few Tonys at that point. And so, so you weren't like on the struggling side, but to look at it from two different perspectives, I was, I've always wondered what it was like to have that space. Yeah. Um, well, you know, when I had Zoe, I, um, yeah, I mean, I had one Tonys and I was, you know, somewhat established in my career, but, um, I was still at a point where I, I wasn't, advocating for myself. Like I, like I felt like I feel like I do now. Um, and so in some ways I wasn't, I wasn't asking for things. I also wasn't being led or being advised to ask for things. You just sort of dealt with things and figured them out, you know? Um, and you know, and that means, and I, you know, I, I love my management. I love my agent and they've all been amazing, but in, 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 you know, asking for what you need in dealing like with a contract or something like that. It was just sort of like, okay, I'll just, uh, I'll figure that out. I'll figure that out. You know, you and um, also I didn't have um, a ton of friends uh, around me that had a, a kid at that time. A lot of, a lot of my friends in the business um, just didn't have kids. And, and um, a lot of them were very supportive and very helpful, but you also, I just didn't have um, that much of a community. Um, there's like two, two others that I can think of that had kids at that time of my friends. And so you feel a, a bit alone. <laughs> um, and uh, I, I, I would say, I mean, I'm not, I don't want to be dramatic and say not supported, but I look back on it now and you go, no, you're not, you're just figuring it out on your own, you know? And, right. and um not thinking that you have the right to ask for certain things like that. Now we know absolutely. <laughs> and why wouldn't that be considered? And, and, you know, things like for me starring in shows or having big roles in shows and, and sort of trying to advocate for saying, can we start at 11 and can we do a straight through day until five? That way I've got time to get my kid to school be with her for those few hours in the morning, then come into work and then get home in time to put her to bed. But that whole 10 to six thing, especially if you lived out of the city or anything like that, oh. it for, for, for parents, especially it, it cuts into so much and there's gotta be a way that you can do both. Mm -hmm. You know, one, one friend I did have that, <laughs> and she, it was interesting. She's, her kids are now 26 and 27, but she got pregnant when we were doing carousel. Rebecca Eichenberger, do you guys know her? Oh yeah. Amazing. Rebecca Eichenberger. And that was one friend I had who had had kids. Um, and her, her oldest son was, I think eight, nine months when we were doing carousel. And I remember one morning at rehearsal going, Oh gosh, it's, it's just 10. And I don't think I can, Oh, I need <laughs> out. like, honey, please. I was like, what do you mean? She's like, I've been up since six 30. Right. And I just remember going, why? She's like, I got children. And just that first, that first sort of response of, oh, and she's like, and you'll never sleep again. And that was, and, and, but seeing her deal with it and, and, and um, just 
the force and the way she dealt with it and, 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 you know, educated me. But then, so when I did finally come around and have kids, her kids were much older. So that was the one sort of soul voice I remember having in my ear at that time. Um, that was it, you know, wow. a, you know, it was in the union and he worked with wow. shows too. So that was, they had the, um, that security in that way that, you know, he at least understood what her career was about and, and was a part of the, the business as well. But wasn't a lot of support then really wasn't. No. I mean, I think that that's something, I mean, we, you know, not to, it's not the same, but that's why we founded the Facebook group. You know, it's like, we realized we didn't have a lot of support around us. We had each other, but we, thank goodness we had each other, you know? And so we thought there's gotta be women who so many of us are staying in the business now and continuing to work and be working artist mothers. And, um, and I just think, everything is so prehistoric with regard, you know, in the union and the rules and the things. And there are so many who don't have children that I think no matter what, like you can be a great friend and you can see the struggles, but until you are in this position, trying to balance it and try to to find the ways you can't possibly explain to someone what it means to miss the first day of school. You know what I mean? Like luckily, and I said this last season, you know, I was doing Tina and our stage manager is a mom and she was amazing. And I said, listen, it's Elliot's first day of school tomorrow. If I'm not going to be called all day. And she was like, what time does school start? And I told her, mm-hmm. and then she asked me later on that day, she's like, when does school get out? And I told her, and mm-hmm. she scheduled me for the middle of the day. Oh, that's all it takes. And the difference it made in my mental state to be a part, you know, to think, oh, I was heard. My needs were heard, but I know it's because she's a mom. Right. Oh, goodness wow. knows. I know. Mm-hmm. companies who would have said, no, you're here Sorry. 10 to six, even right. if you're sitting on your ass over the there, you know? Time. Right, right, yeah. right. And the, the, I think what people don't understand a lot of times is sort of like the emotional torture that it goes through, that you go through. Like when you're just sitting there thinking about the fact that I'm not going to be able to be there for her first day of school, Yeah, you know, and what is that going to do to my child and the, the guilt you're feeling at the same time, it's like, but I got to work. Mm-hmm. Right. right. Yeah. That's the other thing when people sort of, you know, sometimes I, like I I lost a few friends when I, um, you know, my first couple of years of having Zoe and it was, it was, it was friends that didn't really understand that I, I don't, I don't have time right now. I'm, I'm so sorry. I didn't call you back or I'm so sorry, especially this was before, you know, cell phones and all that stuff when I first had Zoe, where I'm so sorry that I can't go out with you after the show tonight for the sixth time that you've asked. And boy, do I wish I could. God, I would love to just like go out and get drunk and then sleep until 10 or 11 o'clock. But you can't, you just can't. There is a responsibility that you have. And then, um, and then there's an emotional responsibility that you have. And um, I was just talking to Will about this last night. It's like, you know, I was starting to feel guilty. I'm like, maybe I haven't been that great of a friend to a lot of people. And and he was like, well, you know, I'm sorry. You, you, can, you only have so much that you have to give. And you must give it to your family first. Mm-hmm. You know? And then whatever you have left over, then you can, you know, parse out as you see fit. But you you know, what comes first is your family. Um, and, and so those who are close to you will understand that. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. But I had to learn to let go and just go, okay, that. Yeah. Well, especially right now. 
Yes. Yeah, I was thinking about it, especially during this time, because I think we all handle what's going on so differently. You know, we mm-hmm. all deal with the stress and anxiety and the fear and everything that we're that we're taking in, all the input. People handle it differently. Lots mm-hmm. of people are like reaching out to everybody. I know me, I go inward and I know that I've let like a lot of things go through the cracks, but I also know that the people who love and care about me know that about me, you yeah. know? Yeah, yeah. Those are the friends um, I still have, the ones where like when you come up for air. We're here. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. if they really needed you, I have no doubt you would be there in a second, you know? Exactly. Yeah. Course. But just to just to shoot the shit and like hang out on a Zoom, <laughs> you're like, no, I don't, I no, don't have time. I don't have time. <laughs> and boy, but again, it's like that would be great. Right. Yeah. Right. Exactly. I've actually had friends in the business who once they had children have actually said to me, I get it now. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, I get it. Don't ever feel bad about not texting me back immediately after I sent you a text. Like, you know, so there is for the people who do have this experience, they get there and right. understand. Right. I, I want to talk about the so the difference between having a child when you did and then now. <laughs> Besides the business, I feel like parent. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, there's a lot that goes into it, right? How old you yeah. are when you have your first, how old you are when yeah. you had your second. I mean, you talk about it really openly. You were in perimenopause, you were doing eight shows a week, you were tap yeah. dancing, never in a million years did you think you were going to get pregnant. Right. Um, so I'd love to talk about how that felt on your body, but I'm also curious. I feel like parenting in general has changed over that period of time. And I want to know how that's been for you. Was it like riding a bike to have a baby again? Did your thoughts about parenting shift with Sally James or was it? Um, I'll tell you what, in some ways they shifted. And some of that shift came from my older daughter watching me parent Sally James and guiding me in some ways that I kind of messed up with her. Wow. I have been so grateful for. I, I've been so grateful. I mean, and I mean, you know, talk about the the, the difference. I had one child born in 2001 and another one born in 2016. So, I mean, so, yeah, so they were, you know, they're 15 years apart. Um, so it is like having two only children. But my daughter has been able to um, guide me in ways that I, because certain things about parenting have, have changed. Like, you don't force them to kiss someone if they don't want to. You don't say, go, go hug that person, go do it. You know, and so my daughter is as much of a police about that. Or if we tickle Sally and she doesn't want to be tickled, my daughter will say, listen to her mom. She's saying, don't touch me. You know, and it's different if you're trying to protect her from something like that. But if she's saying, I don't want to be t- tickled, you need to listen to that because she needs to learn that she has control over her body. Yeah. And I was like, wow. And, and my other things, like <clears throat> I was raised to call of, you know, when I was a little kid, it was a, you know, my grandmother called the vagina your possible. So, possible. so I, which I, you know, what? So I taught that to my, my 19 year old. Well, not when she was 19, but, and she was, I remember when <laughs> Sally was starting to speak, mom, she was like, mom, call it a vagina. She needs to know what it is. So if God forbid something happened, and I was like, and I, I know all these things were coming down the pike, but that she was so aware of all that. Okay. The other thing that I pass on to anybody that I can think of now is the one thing that my daughter, and, and please, I'm not literally relying on my, <laughs> <laughs> but it's just because they're in a different generation. Um, and she said to me one night, she said, mom, I said, oh my gosh, just my butt, it's so big. And she said, mom, 
you know what? I love you so much. And I think your body is beautiful. She said, but in watching you over all these years, tear down your own body, that taught me to do that to myself. And she's like, so I, I, I know. <laughs> she that said, makes me cry. I could cry. Like, please don't do that for Sally's sake. Sally's got a beautiful body and my daughter has a beautiful body. And I've never said, I've always said, so you're beautiful. Your body is beautiful. You're strong. You're healthy. I've always done that. She's like, it doesn't matter what you've said to me about my body. Cause I've watched what you said about your body to, in front of me. And so that's something that I'm learning to be like, okay, that's right. That's right. You know, I'm going to be healthier, right? Anything stronger, stronger, but I don't say anything bad about myself now because and I realized, and when she told me that, I started to look back at what I grew up hearing um, and understand what my mother grew up hearing. And yeah. so my daughter, in some ways, is helping me sort of like break the cycle on a lot of stuff, which I'm so grateful for. That's oh. amazing. Yeah. I mean, we always say, you know, they're listening and they really are listening. And, you know, just the little asides that we even say. That's the yeah. That's what they're listening more to than we realize. Oh my gosh. They're learning how to treat themselves based on how you treat yourself. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. So yeah. It's, it's been, it's, it's been, that's been like sort of the major thing. And then the other issue with, you know, the parenting in 2016, as opposed to 2001 and being 30, as opposed to being 50, is I'm just tired. <laughs> <laughs> So a lot of stuff that I used to stress out about with, with Zoe, I'm like, you know, I, I mean, like Sal just decorated the entire couch the other day. And I just went, I mean, with, you know, Sharpie. markers, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, the couch looks different now. <laughs> Whatever. You know, she drew on the wall and we did for a while. We just sort of like put a little frame around it, you know, <laughs> So I'm less stressed about that stuff anymore because it's just, <laughs> we got other shit to worry about, you know, in the world right now. I'm not going to worry about well, yeah. on the couch anymore. So <laughs> that's it. Yep. Sally's getting an easier version. <laughs> For sure. We're going to take a really quick break right now, but don't go anywhere. We are going to be right back continuing this amazing conversation with Audra McDonald. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. What was, Kara, you touched on this a second ago, but what was it? Okay. So I love the fact that you didn't think getting pregnant was even like 
a thing really that was going to happen. I mean, I can only imagine what it felt like when you realized that that was happening at what, 45, did you say you were five? Was, that with you? Yeah, I was 45 when I got pregnant. I was mm. 46 when I had her. Yeah. Um, that's like, and then to be tap dancing and dancing, I mean, it's, you know, Whew, I can't. I'm, I'm happy to tell these stories now. I'm, I, my life's pretty much always been a, a big open book. I don't care. Um, but I, I, I had tried years before, you know, Will and I had tried to get pregnant and we had many losses. And so we gave up. And, um, you know, the doctors were just like, unless you do IVF, which we were not interested in doing, they were like, it's just not going to happen for you. You're, you just, you, you, you know, your eggs done. You're, <laughs> you're fine. They're, I mean, we don't even think there's any eggs left. You know, you're going to have to either get a surrogate, you're going to have to get a donation, egg donation, wow. or just, or major. They were like, I said, well, if I were to do IVF, they're like, we'd have to throw every medication in the book at you. Wow. So after like, you know, I think four miscarriages. We just gave up. We're like, okay, mm-hmm. fine. We've got three wonderful children from, you know, we, and we're good. It's fine. Um, so I signed on to do, and so a year went by from our last loss and I signed on to do the show and <laughs> was, you know, everybody got sick during tech. You know how that always happens. Everybody's oh, yeah. in the theater. Yep. Everybody got like the stomach virus and, people were recovering from it. And I was like, do you, do you, are you still nauseous now? And they're like, oh, mine was only like two days. I'm like, huh. And I live going around asking everybody, going, did you, did you, no, no, I'm better now. Mine was only like two. I'm like, yeah, yeah. How do you? I was like, yeah. But, and I just didn't think in a million years it would be that, you know, because of all the loss and it had been a year since we, since we'd given up. And, and so finally I was, driving home one night and I was like, I, this is like the third time I have felt the need to pee. And it's only like a 45 minute drive. And I'd stopped. I was like, so I stopped at a, a drugstore on the way home and, you know, got that. <laughs> and I was just like, you're kidding me. You're kidding. And so then because of all the losses I'd had, I was like, well, not going to last. Right. So, you know, I let Will know and we were like, okay. So we just knew, you know, like we just expected that it wouldn't, it wouldn't take. And especially if you're tapping and you're dancing and you're stressing over opening a new show. I mean, that's a lot of. Exactly. So cut to, I didn't say anything to anybody because I just didn't think it was going to last. And then I'm in um, uh, one of our previews one night and really early in the pregnancy, I think I had like a bit of a week since I'd found out and we, gotten the, you know, you go to the doctor and you get the blood test and they do those numbers and like, yep. But she was again saying the the numbers are a little low. You're probably going to lose this one. Okay, great. So I'm singing my 11 o'clock number one night on stage in previews and I completely started bleeding. Like it was the beginning of a miscarriage. So I got off stage, called my doctor and she said, yeah, it sounds like a miscarriage. And so it's just, I was devastated and emotional, but not surprised. And so she said, come in tomorrow, monitor it, make sure that the bleeding doesn't get too heavy. And it was just everywhere. So I went to the doctor the next day and, you know, when they do the ultrasound and they put that wand in and if you guys have ever had loss, I don't know. So, you know, when they put that wand in and they'd say no more heartbeat or so she put the wand and she was like, yeah, I can't even, 
see anything where there was something before. I was like, yeah, okay, I figured. And then she goes, wait, 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 what's over here? And she's like, something's still happening over here. And so she said, we'll keep an eye on this, but I'm seeing a flutter. There's something still happening over here. And so she just, so it was like one of those things like from the Princess Bride, good good night, Wesley, good work, almost likely kill you in the morning, you know, that sort of thing. You most likely won't, this probably is not going to happen. And I couldn't, I still had to do the show. So. Oh my God. How did you carry that with you while do, doing? And I no just, one knew yet at the theater? No. Did you stress of that during that time? Yeah. And you couldn't talk did about know? it. Did my who know? Did your dresser know? Uh, no, no one I stayed, I stayed super quiet um, because I just didn't think it was going to happen. Um, and then all of a sudden I was, I'd gotten past the first trimester just every day, just being like, this can't, really, this is really still happening. And, and so that's when we finally had to let people know, we're like, believe it or not. <laughs> wow. So, wow. Yeah. So then it was scary because it was about trying to, you know, be careful, carry this baby, do the show, t- take care of my responsibility to the show. Um, and then my responsibility to this baby. Um, and um, I had been on bed rest with my first child. I was on bed rest for three months with Zoe. I, I, I went into labor at five and a half months pregnant with Zoe and oh, wow. had to go to bed and lay in bed until I gave birth to her. So from yeah, I guess October until February when I had her. No, yeah, November to February, I had to stay in bed. So, um, were you performing at the time when you were pregnant with So? I was on my way out the door to go to a concert, I, to get on a plane to fly to a concert in California. And, and they said, no way. And, lay down. Yeah. And I was like, oh, so I can like reschedule the concert for a week from now. They're like, no, you can get up in February when she's due. I was like, I'm sorry, what? <laughs> So we were worried that that was going to happen again. So we had to monitor very carefully. So I had every band in the world on my belly while I was doing shuffle along. And, yeah. Wow. If, I know. If people only knew really what goes on, yeah. you know, in order to, to bring a baby into the world and everybody has a different journey, obviously, right. but you know, the different, the different things that you have to keep to yourself a lot and oh. carry and, and then suffer through. Exactly. The emotional weight of it is, yeah. is yeah. tremendous. Yeah. 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 Valley yeah. James, she wanted to be here, honey. <laughs> she she yeah. sure did. That's what we know more than anything in the world. I had one good egg somewhere <laughs> like on a shelf in the back of my ovary that was like, oh, and she was like, oh no, I'm coming. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I had a baby, but I'm coming. <laughs> so yeah, no, she's a miracle baby for us for sure. Um, and there was a time when you know because of shuffle along closing and me feeling like I you know I've let people down that I I, I really had to I've I've now put that way in the back of my head and my heart because that's a life. Yeah, that's a yeah. whole life. That is a whole soul that was meant to come to this planet and learn things and teach things. And, you know, the show is a show. Yeah. But for a while, I felt a lot of responsibility about that. And I, that, that was hard. 
Well, I, I'm I, sure. I mean, I think because you're a very empathetic person, human being, and being a mother and an artist, like we're just so in tune to those around us and to our own emotions. And I'm sure, and, and we always, you know, a show as a family, right? Like yeah. we we have these people, yeah. and and I can only imagine the kind of um, responsibility that comes with being in your position and and what that must have felt like. But I I'm sure that like well there are those who will never understand because they have not had that experience. But then there are those who love you and honor you and the experience and just motherhood in general who completely get it. Yeah. No. And like, again, you know, the cat, like the, the the cast and the crew, I I mean, I don't think anybody like me. Yeah. No, it was, for me, it felt like, oh my gosh, this is a whole group of people that are now out of a job. And that, that was kind of hard to, it was hard to shoulders. Like, and, and I'm sure, but you know what, the way of theater is, it might've been, they might, it might've gone for another couple months and then that might've ended. Do you know what I mean? I mean, there's, it's just like you, yeah, I'm so glad that you've released that. I'm sure it took a minute. Um, no, it did. But, yeah, I, you ha- I have. have yeah, you can't carry that. Oh my god! No, 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 no. And not, you know, not when you're trying to nurture a life. And no, you know, no. no. But no. I think that you know, it's it, it's sort of um, the way family is viewed in this business is not one of res- with respect. I don't think very often. Do not prioritize, especially in a business where the family, you know you know, it was the men in the theater who, yeah, they would do the shows and they'd come home. Yeah. My wife, such and such. Or How many times do you, did you meet someone when you were younger in the theater, a, a, a guy who's like, Oh yeah, my, my wife used to be in the business. You hear that right. all the time. Mm-hmm. Oh, but she's now she's at home with our kids, but she used to be in the business. And I, I mean, choice is choice, what you choose to do and how you choose to take care of and raise your children. I'm not judging that, but you, I, how many times would you see a woman who say, yeah, my husband used to be, be in the business, but now I'm the one doing it. And there, that, that's nope. Nope. Flames, I, flames. I get flames. like flames. <laughs> when Jessica and I were at Jersey boys, there were tons of fathers. Oh, I yeah. mean, crawling with fathers. I was the first, uh, to have a baby and stay there and wow. continue to work. Well, and the show at that point had been running for Almost ten years. You can't say Jersey Boys. No, when I joined it, uh, five years. No, I mean like in the whole run of the show. Right, 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 yeah, right. That I mean, isn't that? And so many dads, dads everywhere, everywhere you look. Yeah. We, we all had a lot of advice, which was nice. Yeah. But you know, um, I, it was just bizarre. Yeah, it really. That, yeah. yeah, and to be, yeah, to be the the only one. I remember one person uh, associated with Shuffle Along when you found out it was closing. He's like. God, what am I going to do? My, I got kids. And I remember thinking, yeah, I'm, this is awful. I got kids too. Yeah. Not only that, but why didn't he connect the dots? Yeah. I got kids. Well, You're having a kid. Yeah. Like yeah. I, that's something is missing in that connection yeah. to me. Yeah. I mean, exactly. I did it. I mean, it was an emotional reaction and he was like, oh God, what am I going to do? But there, I, I remember just going, and, and I, I just was like, I know this is hard, but in my mind, I was like, yeah, I have kids. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's the, it's the sensitivity chip, right? Mm-hmm. Remember like Jennifer Aniston said, Brad Pitt was missing it. It's like the, a lot of men are missing that sensitivity chip where it all gets connected. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but I, in something, you know, that's part of why Kara and I started this podcast, you know, is truly to just have more of an awareness mm-hmm. that 
there are those of us who, you know, we're not all, we're not carny folk anymore. Like, you know, going from town to town, setting up our tents and living out of a trailer, you know, it's like we are people, fully developed humans, raising humans, and we come with children. You know, it's not, we're not baggage. They're not baggage, I should say. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Mama's Talking Loud. Special shout outs to Rachel Spencer Hewitt for our fabulous graphic, Kristen Anderson Lopez, Bobby Lopez, and Justin Ward Weber for our awesome theme song, our producers Dory Berenstein, Alan Seals, and of course, the Broadway Podcast Network for bringing us to you. If you like what you're hearing and you want to keep the conversation going, you can follow us on Instagram and Facebook, and of course, subscribe and review us wherever you listen to your podcast. Thanks so much for tuning in. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org because only together we rise. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.